welcome to the Retro Blood. You are all my children now. You want to know what happens to an eyeball when it gets You got any idea how much blood jets out of a guy's neck? You've come back to us, Michael. She can stop the rage. Too many bones. Too many bones. It is that gives the dead the appearance of life. Oh, it is not the appearance of life. It is life. This is not magic, as you say. I am a scientist. We'll tear your soul apart. Welcome, everybody, to the Retro Blood, as we continue our month of 1980s horror movie killer objects. <laughs> Up next, if you like huge microwaves, if you like tits, <laughs> definitely tits, if you like tits, if you like, um, oh, yeah. if you like fancy meals, if you like one-liners, uh, some of them are good, some of them don't make sense. And if you like uh, uh, simple plots and you like body parts, this is a review for you guys because the Retro Blood is talking all about <coughs> Microwave Massacre. Jay Allison, James Klein, what's happening, everybody? What's happening, Allison? How do you feel about this, this massacre of microwave rayness destroying pacemakers? Uh, how do you feel about it? Man, it is... Um uh, it is definitely a massacre like this month so far has been a has been a massacre um trying to watch these things um i don't know like i you know it's it's been fine um it only gets better from here right so uh, i think we talked to maybe a little bit about all this on the on our uh, blades episode but so there's blades. like a, there's like a sub genre of horror that I, I never really understood, but I can kind of get some of it. It's like the 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 comedy. Let's let's do comedy horror, everybody. Let's just make yeah. everything all funny. Like, uh, I mean, some of them work out pretty well. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. You know, because so you know, like uh, a movie like Evil Dead. You know, it wasn't made to be funny. It just so happened to be kind of funny. Like when that branch right. went up, her, you know, her funny area. Right, so like it's just like it just certain movies where you're being super serious and it just kind of comes off as hokey and funny. I'm pretty sure that's how like the whole genre happened. But then you get like movies like this, where it's all like it's just so outrageous. Like it has like a if, if you actually break it down, microwaves massacres like plot. It's actually pretty like creepy and that like, shit actually happened like this in real life. But just like the yeah. the utter goofiness of everything is uh it's pretty crazy so this one's a very fascinating yeah. movie to me um when it comes to like watching it from like two different viewpoints <laughs> yeah i agree i i have some theories about um uh which i'll talk about when we talk about who booked this shit but um i have some theories about this that i'll share um that i'm just guessing but i you know because I, I really couldn't find anything else much about this movie about why it was made yeah um or anything like that but I don't know, like horror comedy, like you were saying before, like I don't think the e first Evil Dead movie is really funny. Like I think the tree rape scene, I don't really find that funny. Yeah. Um, there's some funny-ish things in it, 
Um, Evil Dead 2 is definitely funny, and I'm pretty sure it's unintentionally funny. Yeah. And then Evil Dead 3, he just went all all out. Well, comedy. I guess what I was trying to say, not that it's funny, you know, with the, the tree rape scene. It's just the ridiculousness right. of everything. Well, like, yeah, like how he keeps, like, falling down and things keep hitting him in the face. Yes. You know, like, yeah, like, I don't think that was intended <laughs> to be funny. It just is. And then yeah. and he just, in Evil Dead 2, he just, like, went all in on that. Yeah, exactly. Like, the... The the other like unrealistic like this is happening scene right here, so yeah of how like over the top it is, you know a lot of like these horror comedy style movies, you know they base everything off like, uh, just like the most like ridiculous, you know like okay we're gonna put a we're gonna put a whole foot and hand in a microwave, for some reason yeah <laughs> right we'll, we'll get to it everybody we'll get to the the good old uh you know the whole the whole uh what do you call those microwave meals we'll get to those uh dinners here here pretty yeah. soon <laughs> on the retro blood <laughs> but uh let's get right into you know like every retro blood we talk about what's going on in pro wrestling and metal during the release date of this particular film now i know some people are out there thinking you know maybe we have some microwave massacre super fans out there so technically this film was shown in 1979. Now, you know, me and Allison, we yeah. don't really like go outside the 80s. But this we movie, don't. so it was, this movie originally premiered somewhere in Austin, Texas, probably in some sort of back alley, okay? Like probably on this guy's basement. <laughs> you know what I mean? It probably flowed on this guy's basement and he, he, he had like a, he made it into a, a VHS tape and he popped it in there. I mean, and he showed a bunch of his friends, but he did that on October 31st, 1979, okay? Right. But the date that we got, and I researched a lot, was the, the August date that this yeah. uh, film came out, um, which was... 1983. Yes. Yeah, August 31st, 1983. So I'm pretty sure that's when it actually premiered to make probably a bigger audience than, than the, just showing <laughs> in Texas that one night. <laughs> Even though, even though when we get to the budget, I was super surprised at the budget of this film. Um, maybe that's yeah. what it, maybe they, you know, they used uh, that on the tits. Maybe, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, you know, this stuff's not free. I mean, you know, nudity is not free. That's yeah. one thing I know is that nudity is not free. Um, but the uh, yeah, I, I don't know where this money went. Maybe it went to the huge um, microwave. Okay, so so Alice, you gotta let me know. All right, because yeah. you know I'm kind of a '90s kid. Was the microwaves that big back in the day? Like they were that big? That should look like an oven. I don't know. Like I didn't even know that they had microwaves. So you know, this movie was shot in 1979. So yeah. so we're gonna. So even though we're talking about it from a 1983 perspective, you know, obviously it was made in 1979, and it looked like it. Everything in it looks like the '70s. Yeah. But um, the uh, I don't know. I've never seen a microwave that big. Um, so either when I was like a little kid, people either didn't have them yet, or I don't know, like it's built into the wall. Like I thought it was like a, like a wall of it. Yeah, I know. That's what it looked like to me. Cause it, it looks like a wall oven and like it, like it looked like an oven. Like, I'm not even sure that they knew what a microwave was. The well, I'm looking it. at it and I, I typed in on, on the Google the yeah. 1970 microwave oven. All right, mm. and this looks like the normal ones we have nowadays. This is the picture I'm getting. I don't see some sort of fucking huge. 
monstrosity like that fucking thing was. Well, it, I mean, I it see had a bigger to be one larger. On, yeah, I see a big one on so, here that they're selling on yeah. eBay. It kind of looked like that one a little bit, but... <laughs> it's actually, yeah, um, yeah. Go I, ahead. I mean, my microwave is old. I mean, I have yeah. an old microwave. I still have the microwave that my parents used. Yeah. Um, and we, uh, I think that when I lived with them, we got that in like 19... 84 or five. Yeah. And it was supposed to be like, I can remember getting it. It was supposed to be like the wave of the future. This is how food is going to be. Like all food is going to be cooked in the microwave. Like they were like recipes on or directions on how to cook bacon in the microwave. Yeah. And like you don't even need an oven anymore after this thing. Yeah. It's going to nuke uh, your food. Yeah. It's going to nuke your food. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, but it just makes like really shitty soggy food. Um, yeah, uh, other than the start button, that microwave still works, which is why I still have it. Um, but it's huge. It's not nearly as big as the one in this movie, but it's gigantic compared to like microwaves of today. I'll send you a picture of it or something, but it's like, it's gigantic compared to like a microwaves of today. But like, I mean, in 1979, I mean, maybe, you know, the magnetron in the, uh, in the, uh, microwave had to be so large that it it was a wall unit but i don't know it doesn't seem it doesn't seem like it though this seems like they just used like a wall oven when they made this movie to me yes but i'm no expert on the such on the subject yeah i mean that's what it looked like to me maybe they just probably just gotta do a big one to put all those body parts in there brother but anyway getting back on the on the subject so we're gonna use the august 31st 1983 Mm-hmm. date for our for our history segment and so i'll do the first one we, you know we'll you know we talk about pro wrestling and, and metal music what was yeah. happening in the scene brother during this time of us uh finding some sort of back alley to watch this uh <laughs> crazy uh half porno half horror flick microwave oh, yeah, mask yeah right so uh we, we we try to catch the six six or six or midnight showing, okay. Six or midnight showing. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> the biggest thing I found in wrestling, which is actually pretty, it's pretty. Uh, we could probably do a whole discussion about yes. this man, Terry Funk. Yep. He. This is his first retirement from pro wrestling. Yeah, the first of fifty. Yes, and he. Okay, and it's it's so this this is mind boggling nowadays. Okay. So this guy, he was he was wrestling in all Japan, which he made a really good yeah. big name for himself. Him and his brother Dory made a big name for this, for themselves in Japan. You know, and we talked about that before, like Stan Hansen and you know Vader. You know, all those guys. You know, they have a lot of really good foreigners that made a huge career outside of the U.S. in Japan. And Terry Funk and his yes. brother Dory were were one of them. So, right. so on this day, he he retired after he. Um, you know, him and his brother, um, you know, did a, like a tag match together and they defeated Stan Hansen and Terry Gordy, you know, two other big, right. huge for- foreigners that went over to Japan and made a big name for themselves. Um, but the, the craziest thing I think when I'm reading this is he retired at the age 34. All right. So, you know, you don't really see that nowadays at all with like, a lot no, of pro wrestlers, unless that, there's that a was big, old for them. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's just crazy. You know, obviously this 
This is Terry Funk's first retirement, and for somebody who doesn't really know like the history of Terry Funk, he's kind of like Kiss, where he retired a bunch of times. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He did like a ton of fairwear, fairwear tours and stuff. Yeah, I can think of at least three that he's done since I've been watching wrestling again. Yes, and of course this is um, his famous 90- one. Oh, yeah. go ahead, go ahead. Right, I was gonna say in '99. Was when uh, in in that movie Beyond the Mat when he goes to the doctor, yeah, um, and and the doctor was telling him that he was going to have to retire because he doesn't have any cartilage in his knees left, and it's just bone on bone grinding. Yeah, that was in '99. That was 17 years after this farewell match. Yes, so he wrestled another 17 years, and then he wrestled. Um, I want to say he wrestled about a year and a half ago. Um, in the year of 2023, I'm pretty well, sure in 2021 yeah. I mean, he it, wrestled. It's it's possible. It's possible. But the thing is, you know, like he is just not in any kind of shape to do any more wrestling at all. No, he's got to be done it's now. Been, yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's got to be. Done. Yeah, I've seen some videos of him recently that just yeah, he's. I mean, he's just beat up, and you know, he's getting older. I mean, he's not ancient. I mean, he's like 78 years old right now, I think. Yeah. I mean, which is old, but not ancient, you know, but for a professional athlete to be taking bumps in a ring, that's pretty old. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, so, you know, with Terry Funk's style, is more of like, you know, hard-hitting, you know, very physical type of style, so I could see somebody maybe, you know, back in, in this day, maybe, you know, maybe retiring a little earlier, you know, I'm thinking like, okay, you know, I don't want to beat up my body too much, you know, I got my farm out there in Amarillo and stuff. I'm going to take a little time off. Um, but, you know, like I said, like nowadays, like sometimes, sometimes people's career doesn't even start getting going until 34, you know, when you're Correct. a little bit more yeah. seasonal and stuff. But uh, just a little funny things about, you know, so this is the big, uh, if you ever, they play this clip every so often when we're talking about Terry mm-hmm. Funk, where it's the forever, 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 yeah. forever. For uh, anyway, this guy's crying. They're fucking everybody in the ice yeah. is crying. It's it's great. Actually, there is some footage no. out there that I'll try to play on the Facebook of his whole or retirement, his first retirement match. It actually is pretty yeah. like nice and very classy and everything. Yeah. But it's just crazy because say, go ahead. I was gonna say the entire show is on YouTube. I watched yeah. I watched the whole match, and, and I mean it's I mean it was like I was crying too when I was watching it. I mean yeah. he's like you know they, they 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 the match is fucking great. Um, you know, I mean, you won't see a better tag team match than that. And, um, you know, they win and then he's, they're picking him up and like, um, and they hand him the mic and it doesn't really work. And he's like, and one thing about Terry too, is like, he loved Japan and Japan loved him. Yeah. I mean, they did. He wasn't just entertainment. They love Terry Funk. And, um, he, you know, he, he's, he says, cause I've only ever seen the forever part of that promo until I watched this, but, but he, he basically says, uh, Japan, Ichiban, Japan number one forever and he just keeps saying forever 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 over and over and over again while he's crying and it's like it's amazing it's absolutely amazing yeah it's definitely pretty 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 crazy moment you know but you know you know back in the day you know like all the 1980s stuff that we talk about you know you can kind of get away with that without having to have a big mass audience know that you actually are retiring you know what I mean Mm -hmm. Because, you know, for a lot of these Japanese fans, yes, Terry Funk, you know, might not, maybe he's not coming to Japan anymore, but it wasn't even, it wasn't even a, a year later that both of them, Terry and Dory, fi- signed with the WWF. Yeah, it wasn't even a year later. So it's like, you know, I could see how they can kind of get away with it more, 
you know, retiring in certain areas, you know, because, you know, back then, you know, we didn't have like Twitter in 1980 or nothing. You know, you probably had like the newsletters. You had to pay from the Wrestling Observer and stuff like that to figure out the news. But you would get that like, you know, maybe that story, like maybe a couple weeks to a month later. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you can kind of get away with a little bit more back in the day. True. And also, he just think of all the, the matches we would never have gotten if he had retired. Oh, it's crazy. Like those amazing matches with yeah. Ric Flair, you know, him and him and Muda versus Sting and Ric Flair. None of that would yeah. have ever happened. I mean, ECW he might have not been anything. Hell yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. He pretty much he made, made that, that pay per view. Exactly. Yeah, he made that first pay per view. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was a big deal. Uh, Brewster Brody mm. was also on that show, too. Yes. Um, but yeah, the entire show is on YouTube. If anybody wants to watch it, it's, it's really good. It's definitely worth seeing. Definitely worth seeing. So, I mean, just imagine that fucking Terry Funk retires the same day that micro microwave massacre came out. Two iconic moments. There was one amazing. Uh And just imagine like if you had taught me how to go on, if we were in Japan (laughs) and you taught me how to go on to see Terry Funk's retirement match to watch microwave massacre. Yeah. Oh, I mean, come on, man. I mean, <laughs> win-win situation there. Okay. Yeah. So what are we listening to in the metal, Alice? And what do we got over here? All right. So, uh, you know, there wasn't a lot going on that month, actually, as far as releases go. Um, but I did find something interesting. Um, so um, around this time, there was a little band, a little known band called Metallica, oh. who were going on their first tour their first United States tour, and they were opening for Raven, who was another like uh, band influenced by the new wave of British heavy metal. Metallic was opening, of course. Um, And um, Kirk Hammett had just joined the band like weeks before this, like weeks to a month before this. He was very new to the band. Um, So that around, so August of uh, 1983, they were touring across the United States. And then they didn't have a show on the 31st, but we were seeing Microwave Massacre anyway. So the next night, if we were in Palo Alto, California, we could have seen the last night of that tour. Um, they actually headlined that show because um, it was a home show. Um, that's the best I can tell anyway. But um, they played at um, a place called the Keystone in Palo Alto. And uh, I bet that was an amazing show. Yeah. Yeah. I bet that would be pretty wild. Going yeah, over see there. them in their early days. I know. Um, it's back. You know, if you've seen '83 Metallica, it's definitely like they're raw, they're hard. Yeah. Um. It's 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 like I mean, it's like Motorhead, but faster almost. It's it's di- very different than they would be even two years later. But what about that band Raven? What are they selling? Um, they're good. I mean, it's fast. It's Motorhead like. I I describe everything. <laughs> this new wave of British heavy metal is sounding like Motorhead, but it's very Motorhead like. They're good though. Um. <coughs> yeah, they're um, they're really good. They played a show um recently with Metallica, but they were opening, of course, this time, which I thought was interesting. When Metallica, Metallica did a uh, a uh, um, not a charity thing. What do you call it? A tribute show, um, to the guy that owned Megaforce Records, who had signed them at this time in the eighties. Yeah. Um, they did a tribute show to him at a casino theater in Florida, where they only played music from kill them all and ride the lightning and Raven opened that show. Oh, nice. Uh, but yeah, Raven's, Raven's good too. If you, if you check them out, they're, they're a great band. Yeah. We'll have to check them out. We'll play a little bit of that. 
at the end sure. of the show. But uh, let's get into the let's get into the uh, the meat of our story the uh, the microwave meat. Mm-hmm. Or the what, what do they call those uh, microwave dinner plates or something? I was oh trying to think of that guy, like a hungry man meal. Is that, is that what they call yeah, those? Yeah, like the hungry man's or the TV. No, yeah. TV dinners. That's what I was thinking TV about. TV dinners. That's what we're trying to think that's of. That's what we and got over here. How, a, yeah, how did we forget about the good old TV, TV dinners? That's all. That's, yeah. I, to be honest with you, that's all of our boy Donald wanted was a nice TV dinner. Yeah. That's a, right. Or a bologna sandwich. You know what I mean? He was a simple man. You know what I mean? But let's get into who booked this shit, brother. All right. And if there was ever a title for this film of who booked this shit, this would be it. So yes, <laughs> so this movie is, has a kind of a little interesting um, production notes on it. So this movie was directed a a, a a director making his directorial debut, Wayne Berwick. All right, and it's also written by Thomas Singer, and it was based on a story treatment by Craig Muckler. So we have three we have three three geniuses over here creating this masterpiece for us. So a little bit about Wayne Berwick. He was actually his dad was like a big film director kind of guy, and he would mostly did music. And then this is kind of like his crack at doing some um, doing some doing some movies. And he would later go on to direct a lot more movies, um, mostly being like you know the kind of like this trauma style movies. Like he he would yeah. go on to do like um the naked monster. Have you ever seen that? Some sort of attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so such great classics has the I'm naked sorry. monster. We have attack. I, mean, I know attack the B movie <laughs> monsters. I mean, come on, man, these are classics. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I know in a show like ours, that's not a ridiculous question, <laughs> but it just sounded so ridiculous. No, I know I've never seen it. What is it? Attack of the Naked Monster? No, it's just called I've the Naked Monster. It. The Naked Monster. Okay, that's not, also sounds like a porn. It story, was but. so apparently that was made in two thousand five. Chocolate wow, Fest, okay. the Naked Monster, and then we have he did his nineteen eighty five. You know, after he did this movie, he did nineteen eighty five. Archival stock footage video, Attack of the B-Movie Monsters. That sounds okay. And then he also wrote an episode for the for the show called Monsters, made in 1990, called yes. The Hole. So our boy yeah, has done I did, a little bit. I did read that. So he's done a little bit. So, I mean, he's not done, he's not done nothing. Yes. I, I'm more interested in hearing his band. Than I, I know, exactly. Movies, <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, pretty interesting. So apparently the tag, they have a tagline for this fucking movie. Can you believe that? I thought it was just going to be tits and ass. But I, wh- wh- mm. what do I know? I mean, come on. That wasn't the tagline. Yeah, well, I get, apparently it wasn't. <laughs> tits and ass in a microwave was not the tagline. So the tagline for this film was, they came, f- they came for dinner to find they were it. Eh, that's not bad. Did I read that? They, they came for dinner to find they, oh, I get it. I they were it. it. Yeah, they were dinner. Well, they I mean, only some of them came for... Dinner. Only one of them came for dinner was that girl on the ch- chicken thing. The other ones, he just picked up like hookers. Right. So I guess one, only one of them came for fucking dinner. So yeah, the Peking chick. The yeah. other one came for... It should be like they came for money and they found out they were dinner. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we have... Uh, we have, the you know, the actor who played our boy Donald. That's the kind yeah. of you know, well-known. Jackie Vermin. Jackie Vernon, yeah. Yeah, he's a stand-up comedian. All right, and he was best known for voicing... 
Frosty the Snow. I mean, how the hell do you go from Frosty the Snowman, <laughs> some sort of lovable kids character, to yeah. a sex-hungry well, uh, cannibal-like eater? Well, you know, you got to pay the bills, right? That's true. Um, like, you know, like I was talking to at a convention one time, I was talking to Lance Henriksen and I asked him like about some of the movies that he did, because like I like a lot of his movies that he considered he would consider shitty, probably. But um, he you know, he's like, sometimes you do movies because you believe in it and you and you want to be a part of the art. And sometimes you do movies because you just need the paycheck. Yeah. And then apparently this is like one of his last films he did as well, too, before he passed away in 1987. Yeah, I thought it was his last movie. But yeah, mm-hmm. like I know him as the voice of Frosty the Snowman, like the stop motion Frosty the Snowman. Yeah. Like that's, uh, you know, basically how I know his voice. So the 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 um, actress who played uh, May, apparently this is, her, yeah. <laughs> this is her only film role known to date. I mean, boy. <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, like <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if we, if, you know, if this... I'm, it doesn't say if she's alive or not, but let's say she is alive. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if she like you know goes on to the uh, the horror movie circuit. Like yeah, I played that May and that microwave. You know, a bunch of nerds like us probably get her autograph. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would definitely talk talk to uh-huh. her, possibly get an autograph if I saw her at a convention. Yeah, I mean you know but yeah, like some I've seen a lot of people do like the like the person who was on like I spit on your grave. You know, she didn't really do that yeah. much, but she goes to those conventions all the time. Like you see that a lot with like very rare obscure horror movies where. They get so big of a cult following that you can at least make your your, your name on the indie market or the or the True. show market. True. I, I have to tell you that when I was watching this, and this will come up later in the show, but when um, Jackie Vernon says, "I'm so hungry, I can eat a whore," yeah, like it was really uh, the word I'm looking for. It was like a really weird like um, uh disconnect between hearing frosty the snowman say i'm so hungry i could eat a whore <laughs> yeah like, you know I, just can't, add I can't get those two images out of my mind now <laughs> and it's just so weird <laughs> well you know you just gotta watch the uh, x-rated version of the frosty the yeah snowman. I, I guess so yeah so apparently this is the only film that was produced by real life productions so shocking <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, come on brother i mean we're not gonna have microwave massacre number 10 uh, return uh, of the fucking waves or nothing. No. Uh, attack of the pacemaker. Uh, I guess it, it just didn't work out like that. So, you know, they were just saying a little bit stuff about, you know, how the uh, uh, the character Donald dies of a heart attack in this film. And apparently Jackie Vermin also died of a heart attack. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so apparently uh, Jackie Vermin, he also played um, Toomey. And Demon and Lance episode of Clock Chicks the Night Stalker. You ever seen that? Yeah, I have. Um, I've actually seen the the movies um, more than I've seen the TV show. I haven't seen the TV series all the way through. It's a 1975 um, one, so yeah, they're he- those are really really good. Like the first one, um, I remember watching it um, back when daytime TV was good. Um, I remember like being a little little kid in the summertime and staying with my grandmother. And that was one of the things that came on. And the first cold check at the night, I think the first one's called the Night Stalker and the second one's called the Night Strangler. I could be wrong. I have them both on, on the DVD here. But um, Night Stalker it takes place in Las Vegas in the 70s, and it's about a vampire. Or he's he's like a newspaper guy who's investigating a vampire, and I thought it was fantastic. 
maybe one day if it fits into the show we'll do it on a lights out it's it's fan it's absolutely fantastic nice um but yeah he was that but they they did two tv movies because the way tv was made then they would often do like a tv movie as like a pilot and if it did well enough they would either make another movie or they would just make it into a tv series and they did that with Kolchak. then he made a tv series but it only lasted one season so uh, but yeah, he was in an episode of that. I don't know if I've seen his episode. I haven't seen the show in years. I watch the movies quite often, though. Nice. Well, yeah, we have to check that out sometime. That'd be fun. So I couldn't believe this when I read this with my own eyes. And I guess it's not too uncommon, but this movie was about seventy to eighty thousand dollars to make it. Yeah. Um, so where did that money go? I mean, I have a couple of theories. It went to the huge <laughs> ass machine microwave thing they called, and it Maybe, went to yeah. the tits, the tit budget. Yeah, because yeah. um, I mean, it is you know, it's not it's not cheap to get a girl to get naked for you. I mean, that's something that I know from personal experience. But um, but the uh, yeah, I'm sure that they had to pay them a little more to do that. But yeah, I, the only thing I can think of is they bought a microwave with it. And then a giant microwave, and then it went to the tit and ass budget. So, so apparently, and I thought this was kind of funny, the the producer and writer, Craig Muckler, he actually made an appearance in this film. And Allison, do you know who character, which one he was? Actually, I did look that up, but I've forgotten. Isn't he, uh, he's one of the people at the end of the movie, right? No, he is the, the guy in lingerie. Oh, the neighbor. Okay, I did not know that. He okay. was the neighbor guy. The, the, I guess he was, he just likes to dress up in women's lingeries and he had that weird blonde girl who kept making, like her character was only just to make sexual, like, looks at Donald the sure. whole movie. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's fine. We're a non judging podcast. So, yeah. No, no, we're good. Whatever makes you happy, man. Whatever do your boat. So, apparently, Major Electronic actually receives credit in this film, has the oven. Major Electronic is a fictional <laughs> manufacturing company. And a play on the real, um, the real like manufacturing company, General Electric. Yeah. So we have most of the end title. I guess in the original film were in French. Um, I guess I get they have a lot of French influence in this film. And I guess the end credit states: the producers wish to express their thanks to microwave ovens, without which this movie would have taken much longer. <laughs> All right. That's pretty funny. Yeah. That's the funniest thing in the movie, actually. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> so we have a little bit, just a little bit other stuff. Like, this is like John Harmon's final film role. Harmon also appeared in the 1959 sci-fi horror movie, The Monsters of Paradise Blanca. Yeah, I, I kind of want to see that. It sounds like it's really good. It's kind of like a uh, uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon yeah, type movie. Yeah, very similar. And it was actually directed by Irvin. The father oh. of Wayne. Yeah. So there we go. Little little, little uh, connection there. Actress Annie Marlowe, who plays the girl in the chicken costume, is also known for playing a harlot in Beyond Evil in 1980. So we're oh, that sounds good. Maybe that's something we should check out. Yeah, Beyond Evil. That sounds pretty yeah. fun. Like it's not yeah, evil, but sounds, it's Beyond it's Evil. Like it's, it's like beyond, it's even more evil. Yes, it's even more evil than evil can be. Yeah. And we have actor Alex Mann is credited as Al Manny in this film. I thought he is portrayed as, as extremely effeminate in this film. In actuality, Alex Mann was something of a badass. 
That doesn't surprise me either. He died in Sherman Oaks, California on July 16th, 2010, 18 days before his 69th birthday. So a little bit of stuff. And then th there is actually an actor credited as Dick Nibbler in this film. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm telling you that the, 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 the tidbits of this movie are like a little more interesting than the actual movie itself. It's like we're seven years old again. <laughs> I know, just put put it all out there. Well, anybody, well, anybody, anybody. So anyway, speaking of Dick Never, let's get into some Dick nonsense. Let's get into microwave massacre. Yeah. Anthem Pictures reluctantly presents what is considered to be the worst horror film of all time. Your skin will crawl. Your stomach will turn. I have to go to the restroom. I mean restroom. Your blood will boil. <laughs> Dining will never be the it's same. It's all caught in blue. I've never tasted anything so unique. It's delicious. Dismemberment. Death. Oh, man. Distastefulness. My hemorrhoids. Microwave Massacre. This is it, May. You're a walking contraceptive. Say, you know, you look so much better in the dark. I've told you a million, billion, trillion times. You are what they eat. I know I'm gonna be sick. Too many bombs. All right, so we start off the movie. We have this huge-looking machine. Oh, I heard a beer. What, are you drinking a beer? Oh, yeah, I had to. I'm talking about this movie. I had to drink. I know. I should have brought my, I brought my tea this time. I'm trying to be a good a good boy. I'm trying to be like Donald. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just, I just want to go home. I want to eat my bologna sandwich, and I want to drink my tea, and I want everybody to shut up. So Yeah. <laughs> you know how it is. We all, we all can relate to Donald, which we'll be talking about. But uh, we see this huge machine, uh, and it has, like, a body in it. So you're like, okay. And it's kind of like, okay. And, you know, we'll, we'll get into it, stuff, but, you know, the, the microwave in this didn't really have, like, a lot to do with the movie. I mean, it did, no, it did, no. it did, and it didn't. So, which is weird. But, so we, we start off also till we see this blonde girl. We have yes. a straight shot of her tits while she's walking. Mm. All right. So we keep the camera on her tits while she's walking, and we keep her, like, the camera on her ass now while she's walking, too. Yep. And I'm just thinking, okay, did I put on the right movie? Because, um, you know, I didn't know anything about this movie. I didn't know it was going to be, like, a porn at the beginning of the fucking movie. I don't know. And, Starts off hot. Yes. So we're doing the gimmick here where we're having the hot blonde girl go around a bunch of construction workers. Yeah. I mean, freaking, this, I mean, come on. We all know that the WWF Pile Driver album was all about that, so we know how we know what the gimmicks <laughs> like. Uh -huh. So the blonde, she's like going up, you know, and she sees like this, like you know, like this wood opening, like like all this, like it's like a plywood, and then there's like this, yeah, like it's like a fence, yeah, and it's like built, and there's like this one little hole through it, so you can look through, and 
We see three construction workers working. This is when we figure out some of our main cast here. So we have the the, the older the older bigger guy. His name is Donald. Yeah. All right. Then we have the middle guy who definitely looks like a porn star, uh, with the little the little stash and stuff. The white dude Roosevelt, and then we had Philip, yeah. the black Roosevelt. dude on there. And they're all just like the, and they're all just fucking just like eat. They're about to have lunch and stuff. Yeah. So we have our blonde character. She comes with the idea that, hey, there's an opening here. There's construction guys here. I'm going to show my tits to them. Yeah, which but, is the opening is just yes. the perfect size for her to stick her tits through. Yes. And why? Almost as if they were cut that way. <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, it just so happened to be there. So she's like, okay, well, I'm just going to do this. Um, so before she can go up there, we had this other creepy 70s guy come up and just pinch her butt. Yeah, and, none of which has explained who this person even is. Yes, and you know where that went? It went nowhere. Okay, <laughs> right. So I'm just like that. This like they call you got me for a loop. Like this guy was just there, yeah. pinches, and the, right. the girl doesn't do anything about it. It's like it never happened on the other scene. It's like it yeah. never it just vanished. This is like a raw storyline. It just goes away, and nobody knows if it happened or not. Like you saw it too, right? You saw him pinch the butt. Am I just imagining yeah. it? Okay. No, no, it happened. Like okay. he just walks up and he pinches her ass, yes. and then this this character's never in the movie again. Yes. And we don't find out who this girl is ever. Yes, you got it. Um. So next up, we we see a quick little scene of like this older lady, and she is like talking to her dog. Um. And they're they're kind of like you know they're making some food over here. And then she's basically talking, you know, she's basically talking to her dog. She's making a meal. And she's basically saying, like, this closet drink's not going to be holding me back this time. So we're seeing there's something going on with her. Um, so Donald brings out his sandwich. And his sandwich is basically huge bread and a full crab <laughs> frozen. <laughs> He's, like, looking at it. Like, yeah. I don't even understand how to explain this if you haven't seen it. But yeah, there's literally like a crab yeah. on his on on bread. Yes, I, yes. And this is not even as ridiculous as this movie gets. But yeah, it starts off and he's got his sandwich is a crab. Yeah, but the, on but bread on bread. Yes, and it's not like crab like cooked. It's like a frozen no, it's, crab. It's a, it's a crab. Yeah. Yes. So the who could and it's not a live eater, just like frozen. So the two construction workers, they're talking about feeling the music. That's when we find out that the main white guy's name is is uh, uh, Rosie. All right? Mm. Or, and his full name is Roosevelt, but they call him Rosie. And then they're saying some lines and stuff, and then I guess Donald shows them the crab, and they didn't know what to call that thing. And they're talking about... Uh, so Donald just basically, he just wants a bologna sandwich. Like, that's like his thing. He's like, why can't I just have a normal f- food? And they're talking about, like, basically his wife, May, makes all this, like, mm. gourmet type of food. Because I guess when you get a microwave in 1970, it's like gourmet food. I guess so, right. yeah. Not now today, brother. You just pop a hot pocket in that bitch and you're ready to go. Uh-huh. Yeah. So... <laughs> So this is when we have the uh, the the blonde. She shows back up now, okay. Yeah. And now she starts putting her tits through like the the little hole part. Yeah. All right. And first, the black guy sees it. Philip he sees it, 
And he starts running there. And he's like, oh, guys, I got to go use the restroom. And then eventually, Roosevelt sees it. Now, he runs over there. And he runs so fast that he misses. The, the girl, Like I guess, like pops out of way. And he misses. He doesn't get to grab the tits. Right? So, basically, I guess she was like there to tease him. All right. I guess. I guess so. Yeah. Yes. So, now we get a cut back to the scene where we see, like, these two drunk guys at the bar. All right? And one guy's like talking about like his wife and stuff and like all his bad experiences. You know, he just wants to, you know, like you know, guys complaining about their wives and stuff. And that's what the guy was doing. And the bar, this bartender Sam, this guy didn't give a shit at all. He was all like, "Why do you fucking?" He kind of reminded me of you, Allison. Why do all you fucking yeah. assholes come to my bar and tell me all your problems? What do I look like, motherfucker? Do I look like a shrink? No, I'm a fucking bartender. Get the fuck out of here. I was like, "Damn, okay." He's like, he's like, I'm not here for shrinking. You guys want these drinks? And then this girl comes up to her and stuff, and he's like, hey, you know, she's he's, she comes up and she says a couple random lines, and he basically tells the girl, bugger off, and then the other guy falls down. And I, so I guess we're seeing like this is where all the uh, the people go after they're done with their construction. They all come to this bar. So um. So all the three construction guys now, they're now going to the bar too. And then, of course, Donald is now still complaining about his wife. And I'm guessing, like, I wasn't super sure, but I'm pretty sure that the bar they're going to is the nudie bar, right? I think so, yeah. Uh, yeah, because they're, they're uh, except strangely, uh, there's no nudity in this scene. Yes. But yeah, there's like, it's like a, it's like a strip club, kind of. Yeah. But there's nobody stripping in it. And so now Donald is now telling his problems to Sam, the bartender, right. saying yeah. that my my wife it's just getting worse. All this. So basically, the biggest thing about Donald is his, like we said before, his wife is making all these like gourmet foods, and Donald he doesn't want to eat that shit. He just wants to have a nice bologna sandwich and nice normal meals because all this food is killing him. He's like just so hungry, all right? And he just wants a normal meal, and this girl will not let him do it at all, and he's going insane. He's like saying his worst and stuff. And the bartender, then the bartender is so fed up, he starts talking about his hemorrhoids <laughs> and how bad they are. And that's why he can't sit down because he has two bad hemorrhoids and stuff. All right. And then eventually, Donald's like, okay, that's weird. And he leaves. And that's what <laughs> the Sam wanted him to do because of the hemorrhoid talk. All right. So. So now the let me come back to May. She is now getting the, the, the house all ready for the for the dinner and everything. Yeah. All right. Donald comes home and stuff. All right. And when, when he like drives, so this is weird too. So he like he drives to his park his house and he looks over to the neighbors, and we see one naked chick just walking around. This guy like grabs her and shit. <laughs> and then we see this dude dressed up in like lingerie. All right, looking at looking at Donald all offended, right? And so he closed the curtain. So Donald looks away and looks back, and then he looks back. And then we see this blonde girl and the same guy looking like they want to like fuck him. So can you? Exp- yeah, no, I cannot explain this, but okay. I mean, like we do, we we do kind of get find out that he's like a sex addict, kind of. So maybe that's what he. I don't know. Maybe that's just what is in his mind. But yeah. None of this makes any sense. Like, he's just, like, looking at the neighbor's house. Oh, okay. So, that's how you got it. You think it was all made up in Donald's mind. Maybe. I mean, I've probably thought about this movie more than the people who actually made it. Yes. But, um, 
But yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe that part was just. Well, his he mind. did later I, I mean, say I, that he didn't have sex for 15 years. Yeah, he hasn't had sex for 15 years. So, so yeah, but after I, all the neighbor stuff, so he goes inside the house now. All right. And the wife is like, you know, giving him all shit and stuff. You know, telling telling him that the the dinners they're all making stuff, is, you know, it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be great. And then she starts arguing to him about sitting down and stuff. Like, don't get all your dirty stuff around the house and stuff. And she said she's making a very special dinner tonight. And then we hear some of the uh, the microwave rings and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then of course, you know, Donald's like fed up with this shit. So he imagines him chopping up his wife in this scene, but he just has like a newspaper by him. And then, uh, so now they sit down to eat the dinner, and he's basically looks at it. It's like saying, like, it's like it says, it looks like puke. Uh-huh. And then she's like, basically, like, you know, you're not. You, it's like, you know, you like this stuff. This is this is Veil. You you love Veil. Veil's your favorite. Yeah. All right. And she's like, okay, I'm gonna turn off the lights. And then <laughs> I actually like this scene from Donald. He's all like, so you don't have to turn off the lights. I've already saw what it looks like. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, and then she basically turns off the light. She's trying to do like a, I guess, romantic candle thing, but she like dips the water, dips the flame in the water, and all blows up and stuff because she's trying to write candles. She totally fucks it up. All right, and then, um, and then she's like, you know, I'm trying to set the moods, and she's trying to set the mood and everything. And then they start arguing a little bit, saying like, hey, how come I can't have any like, uh, you know, normal meals and stuff. And then she she's complaining like, why did you want the normal meals? Look at this. This right here is from this is a romantic, nice meal, and it's very rare cuisine that you could never have mm. before. And then they say something about um, you know you're complaining like the dog the the dog doesn't complain about the meal. He loves the meal. And then of course uh, Donald says he just wants to eat a sandwich. Like he, that's all he wants. So now we cut, and then this is the next morning. All right, my notes say the blonde tit girl shows up, and she she shows back up to the construction site. All right, Rosie, he starts flirting with her, and he's all like, "Hey, you know, I think I've seen you around here before." All right, and she's like, "Oh yeah, so I mean, what? I just want to see. I guess she wanted to come by to see some of the construction workers at work because she was curious of what was being built." And up next comes my favorite line in the movie. Because she's like, oh, what are you guys building over here? He's like, oh, yeah, we're building a skyscraper. All right, she's like, oh, a skyscraper. It's like, he's like, yeah. Do you want to see it rise? <laughs> huh? You get it? Wow. I know yeah. I get it. Yeah. And then, she, <laughs> and then she was all like, oh, yeah. I was wondering what, what, a, what men could do with a... Two by four. Huh? Huh, everybody? <sighs> yeah, buddy. I like it. So yeah, then- <laughs> we only have, only have 70 minutes of this left. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, there's so many in here. I don't think I can even fucking write them all down. So then she sees like this muscle. This this scene was weird. There were so many just random scenes in this fucking movie. It's weird. So she sees some muscle dude over there working and stuff. And then she's like, oh, look at he, he, This guy looks like he's a good one to talk to. And Roosevelt's like, oh, yeah, I could bring you up to him, you know, and see if you want to talk to him and stuff. So um, and then during all this stuff, we still see Donald at home and stuff. And then um, he's, like, playing around with the, the, the dog. 
So this is when the blonde, she like goes up to this muscle guy and she like tucks, touches him for a second and he freaks out saying he's like, yeah. it's like he got violated or something and he's going to break out in a rash. All right, that's all we saw of him. So, yeah, I was going to ask you about this. So, um, well, no, they talked to him one more time, but. Yeah. So, um, is this character supposed to be gay? I guess. I have no yeah I but it's that's, just that's he's what just I thought so first. like exaggerated and over the top. Yes. But like I thought okay cuz that's the joke, right? The the joke they're playing on the on the on uh on yes. the uh big tit blonde girl is that she likes the she likes the muscle bound guy but he's he's gay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Funny. Yes. And but then like the guy has like the guy playing the that character has he's so over the top like it's so over the top that it's not even like an over the top like gay stereotype. It's just like I don't know. It's really strange. It's just ridiculous. Well, you know, everything in this movie is going to be pretty much. I'm sure I'll say yeah. that word a lot. Well, everything is probably going to be over the top over here. Yeah, brother. like I'll say that a lot in this episode. I'm sure, <laughs> but it's all ridiculous. But I mean, it's yeah. it's like it's almost like if I try to describe to you what an over-the-top gay stereotype would be like, but you'd never seen it, and you were just trying to do it based on what how I described it, like, that might be what this is. It's really strange. Like, I couldn't figure out what he was supposed to be, but I'm assuming that he's supposed to be gay, and that's the joke, is like, ha-ha, the muscle-bound guy's gay. Yeah. Funny, funny. I guess it's like 1979 humor or whatever, but... So, another joke. Um, we have mm-hmm. one oh, girl walking around in our construction site, and she's carrying a huge pipe... And the pipe just so happened to align with our girl's tits. And then <laughs> Rosie's looking at the tits. They're like, oh, that's where I know you from. <laughs> that was pretty funny, though. <laughs> that was a funny joke. <laughs> and then she asked, like, <laughs> she's like, hey, what was your friend allergic to? And he's like, oh, don't worry about him. Okay. Uh-huh. He's like, yeah. And then she, and then, like, Rosie's going on saying, like, hey, you're a nice person. I'm a nice person. And eventually they just end up kissing. Yeah. Randomly. So now Donald. Maybe that's how things were then. Yes. Yeah. It's not easy. Duh. So Donald is now like super hungry. All right. And he's like driving home and he's basically complaining about like how hungry he is and stuff while he's driving home. Yeah. yeah. And then like we see like this like supposedly a lady crossing the street and she's like, he's like telling her to get out of the way and like he's, she's like freaking out of him, on, out, out on him. And I'm not sure if it was an old lady or not. It was just somebody wrapped up in, like, old lady clothes. And apparently, like, I guess, like, Donald hates his wife food so much that he keeps eating dog food. I guess we didn't have any McDonald's Um, back then. Yeah, so I was kind of confused about this. (laughs) (laughs) Like, so she, so, isn't there a point, like, that that just happened where he says, I would rather eat the dog's food? Yeah. And then, like, the next scene, he's sitting in his car, and yeah. there's, like, empty, like... And isn't he eating, like, dog food for, for his lunch that day? Yeah. Yeah, like, he's opening a can of dog food, he's eating dog food while the whole thing with the with the big tit blonde girl is happening. Yes. And then he's he has can, empty cans of dog food in his car. Like, I don't understand what this is supposed to mean. Well, it's supposed to mean that I mean, I, I, the fancy microwave... 1970 dinners are not Donald's type. He would rather eat dog food than 
go and does and does, and does. like no. like he can't just go to the store and buy like chips or something no he can't do that like, so the wife took all the money yeah. brother all right so buy that microwave but donald after he gets off by eating you know dog food and stuff he goes back to the bar and he gets drunk all right and then eventually sam the bartender had to wake his ass up and then, then eventually uh donald just goes back home all right so so right when <laughs> so right when donald like arrives back home he looks over to the neighbor all right it's mm. the blonde and she now has a cat and donald's all like oh yeah what a nice pussy here pussy 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 and the, and the neighbor is all happy about him saying pussy a bunch of times. Yeah, it's just like that was just mm-hmm. written so that he could say the word pussy. Yes, exactly. We just play, but you place him in these scenes. It's great. Yeah. So Donald now shows up home. The wife's mad and stuff because he's like home late and everything. All right. And uh, he, he's kind of like, and he's basically shows up drunk to the house and everything. Mm-hmm. And he's like saying, like, Listen, I need you to go fetch me a bologna sandwich. <laughs> All right, and and he's like, it's <laughs> the most manly thing. I need you to do. I need you to fetch me and make me a bologna sandwich, and I'm gonna eat it in the garage. <laughs> yeah. And she's pissed. She's like, "Why well, slaved over all over the microwave today? How the I fuck do you slave over a microwave? <laughs> That's great." All right. He said, like, he said, like, well, I've been drunk all day. That's what Donald said. <laughs> this is great. I mean, I definitely use this. I've been drunk all day, so that's what I've been doing. He's like, weren't you working? No, I was just drinking all day. All right. And then he basically said, like, you know, you can take that microwave and out of here. I don't need that shit. And then she's all like, she, and then basically she gets the dinner. She goes in front of him. She wants him to eat the dinner. All right. And she said it's some sort of fancy meal. And then, and then eventually Donald gets so fed up that he spits in, he takes some water and he spits it in her plate and she starts freaking out and stuff and says like, you've, you know, she's calling him a pig and everything and, you know, saying something about like, uh, you know, he says like, oh, I'm a pig. I should stay in the, in the sty. All right, and then he pours, and then like eventually, so it's like you know, since I'm a pig and everything, I, I should be living in like you know, like a pig sty. And then he grabs a bunch of like sand and just starts pouring sand everywhere around the house. All right, so he's freaking around all the house, pushing stuff over, pissed off and everything. All right, and then he starts taking a piss like near the fireplace, and then and then eventually May's like, I think something's like bothering you. <laughs> you think? <laughs> and she can't understand what's bothering him at all. Like, she can't figure it all out. And then she, she said, like, he says, like, the food is bothering me. That's what's bothering me. All right? And she's like, well, how is the food bothering you? This is, like, the fucking delicacy. Like, this is, like, rare food. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? This is the greatest food you ever had. And then she's basically just saying, like, okay, listen, if you don't want my food and everything, I'm just going to worry about feeding myself then. Alright, so screw you and stuff. And then eventually Donald gets so fed up because he's drunk, he's all pissed off that he eventually starts choking her. Alright? And then he mm-hmm. uses the big, like, salt grinder and starts bashing yeah. her head in with that shit. So, so he pretty much, like, kind of blacked out and basically he just killed his wife there with a the salt maker. 
Mm-hmm. All right. So the next morning he kind of wakes up and he's like, oh man, I got a big headache and everything. He's going out to the garden and stuff. So he's, you know, he's going outside. He's like checking, checking out everything. And he's like, you know, wanting to, uh, check, you know, maybe get, eat some breakfast. So he's like, May, May, where's my breakfast at? You know, you know, where, where is it at and everything? And eventually he sees May. All right. And then he sees, um, like, I guess it's May's head in the microwave. Uh-huh. Yes. So this is when he realizes that, um, you know, that May is all, you know, in the microwave. All right. Yeah. He chopped May up and put her in the microwave. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and then he's all like, well, that's part of the way she would want to how to go. I was like, damn. Okay. He's like, oh, brother. Ridiculous. Yeah. So now he like slow boils her and stuff. Uh, and then he's like in the microwave and then like, yes. And then like, he's like, so no, no. So now after that and stuff, now we cut back to the construction workers and some guy and his horrible acting is like, I'm going to get me a jumbo Jack. Okay. So Roosevelt (laughs) and then Philip, they all show up and stuff and they warn Donald about eating this jumbo Jack. And Donald said like, Hey, I don't have to worry about that anymore and stuff. He said, I don't have to worry about that anymore. And uh, so it's like, you know, me and May, you know, she ain't gonna, she ain't gonna bother me anymore. And we can see like scenes of him like chopping up a body and stuff. And uh, then we see like, he's like putting some like tinfoil meat into the fridge. And he's basically taking May's head now and putting it into the fridge so it doesn't spoil. Yeah, he wrapped it all uh, up in tinfoil. Yes. Yeah, so now we're having, so basically... He's telling his his friends and stuff that he can eat meat now, and he actually is, uh, you know, he doesn't have to worry about May being on problem here. And then when we cut back, he's basically putting a bunch of body parts into the fridge. And when he looked in the fridge, he's like, "Oh man, this place, this fridge could feed up a village and stuff." So after he chopped up May's body, he's basically making some room to, to fit her inside the fridge. So he puts her body in the fridge, and then and he puts her hand, like he wraps her hand, like in tinfoil, and he puts it in the fridge as well, too. And he's falling asleep, right? Or he's getting like a flop, but the TV wakes him up. And this TV is talking about like the per. This is like so goofy, too. So it's like, all right, we have a, this show about the person who did the perfect crime out here but it's gonna have like naughty language with it too so viewer viewer discretion this is how it is and then the the guy on there is like there's no such thing as the fucking perfect crime at all fucking is like bleeping it out every time the guy says fucking stuff and eventually he goes on it's like oh yeah there was this one time there might have been a fucking perfect crime is when the uh the <laughs> crime guy ate all the evidence so there was no evidence because he ate it all so i'm blatantly telling you what's gonna happen in this movie right now because you're stupid. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Exactly. So then eventually uh, Donald wakes up because he's like, oh, okay, I need a little snack and everything. Goes all the way out to the refrigerator, starts eating this meat. Yeah. All right. And then he's eating it, eating it. And then he realizes, oh, shit, it's May's hand. And he's like, oh, okay, it was a good meat anyway, so I'm just going to eat it. So he ate frozen dead human hand. Right. So huh. what what was in the other foil? Like 
So I guess there was meat. I mean, yeah. we assumed there was meat in the refrigerator. Yeah. And then he he put May's body parts in there too. Yes. But was that was her fancy meat from her for her delicacy meal, like her 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 fancy meals. But it was still mm. it was still frozen. Yeah. Well, yeah, because she didn't put it in the microwave yet. There, Allison. Uh, okay. All right. Fair enough. Because we can have frozen meat and just plop it into the microwave, no problem. Uh, sure. All right. Fair yes. enough. So now Donald now has a taste for human flesh and he's working now and he has like this huge like piece of, I don't even know what the fuck body part this was. He was eating. <laughs> that thing was so big and Rosie and, and, um, and Phillips all show up and they kind of like, you know, they want to taste Donald's meat. All right. And they eventually, <laughs> So basically, this scene is move over, Hannibal. We don't need you. We have Donald now. Now giving out dead wife's meat to yeah. to to his two friends and co. I mean, this is straight out of a Hannibal. All right. Yeah, and it I, tastes fantastic. Apparently. Yeah. Oh yeah, they loved it too. Just like everybody on Hannibal does. They love the human meat, and they're like, man, we need some more of this and stuff. You got to bring this every day. All right. Yeah. So he wants it every day and stuff. And then, of course, Philip is like, oh, yeah, it's good everything, but the meat is a little tough and old. And Don, Donald said, like, oh, don't worry about it. My next one will be a lot better next time. And then now Donald is now back with Sam and at the bar, the nudie bar. And he's saying how great it is to hang out with Sam um, and then, you know, how great he is and stuff. And then we see this girl from, like, afar kind of, like, semi-flirting. Like, you know, giving uh, Donald the eyes and stuff. And then Sam, like, argues with her. Like, hey, you know, get on out of here and stuff. And he basically kicks this blonde girl out. And before she leaves, she kind of gives um, Donald Donald the, the good old eye. So she's outside. And she's, like, a blue-dressed blonde girl. And this guy walks by. And I guess her heel's all fucked up. So Donald goes outside to help her. Alright, and then Donald's like, hey, I'm sorry Sam kicked you out over there and stuff. You know, that's not nice. You shouldn't have done that and stuff. And he's like, hey, is your shoe broken? And he's like, you know, what's wrong with your shoe? And she's like, well, a midget broke it off. Of course it's broken. Alright, and then they start looking at, um, and then they're, <laughs> I, I'm not exactly sure what this line meant from Donald's like, oh man, you, you know, you look pretty good out here in the dark. And then she's all like, I'll look better when it's even darker. Okay. So they start flirting with each other a little bit. She's basically a hooker. I mean, that's basically what it is. And she... Well, she yeah, she yeah. is a hooker, yeah. Yes. And Donald doesn't really realize that right now. And he's just kind of like being a little dumb about it. So Donald's... Eventually all this stuff is happening. And Donald grabs his heart. And he says, oh, I can feel something right here. And she's all like, isn't that supposed to be a little lower? and then like one of my favorite lines she's all basically like listen i can't be talking too much talking too much to you right now it looks like you're like negotiating it's not good for business all right so they're basically they decided to go back to to donald's house and we find out that her name is dd oh god this oh this is so terrible and then she and then apparently dd her name said ever and then she says, have you ever screamed in 3D? 
before. Yeah, she says, have you ever had sex in 3D? Yes. So there you go. But yeah, her her name yeah her name is D D D. Yeah, D D D. And yeah, the three D brother. It it doesn't she say that uh, why she oh my god what was she called? Uh, it just left my mind. Um, yeah, it was some something like she was called like Deborah or something. Delia. Like that. She's Delia. like my mom wanted to name me Delia, but she stuttered. Yes. So she named her D D D. It's 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 mind-numbingly stupid (laughs) like i actually feel dumber after having watched this so they're back at the house right uh (laughs) ddd is all like dressing laundry and stuff and then our boy over here donald is doing laundry saying it's laundry day and then dd goes off and saying well it's this day it's 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 this day it's it's couch day it's 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 making this day and stuff and she's just saying all these like weird I don't even know what is going on with this shit. This is it's confusing me. So she's like, you know, she's on her full guard and stuff. Donald's doing the the laundry. She says like, this is this day. This is this day. All right. She eventually gets him on the couch and stuff. And she she says, hey, do you got any pillow jokes? And then this then Donald says like, yeah, I love jokes from Yukasagula. All right. Or and then and then she's like they're not getting it at all, and then eventually she gets up. She's like, ah, oh, okay, well this is not really happening too much. You got anything to eat and stuff? I'm getting kind of hungry, and apparently since she's getting kind of hungry, Donald now triggers. He grabs her and he starts having sex with her. Yeah. All right. Kind of. I put. Kind of. So he's on there doing his thing. And eventually he, after he's done, he eventually chokes her with a flower pillow. After that, Donald smokes a cigarette and he brings her dead body to the table. And he said the famous line in the movie, he's so hungry, he can eat a whore. <laughs> yes. I don't even know what to say. For, for, a, for a show that is based around talking about horror movies, I don't even know what to say. I'm so hungry I could eat a whore. Yes. I, I, I Hey brother. I mean that's pretty he was, man. All right. He's so hungry, right. bro. Uh, we gotta we gotta add I mean, all these lines. That's it's one of those uh one liners that uh So now uh, Donald he is like a new man now. He's hanging out with his boys Rosie and Philip. They had a great game and stuff. Uh, they're like, hey, let's go get some food and stuff. So they go to this like food stop. It's like a clown stop, and he orders the the waitress to, I need you to take to unbutton your your top, pull up your blouse, and stick out your tongue, and I'll take a coke. Ha 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 ha! They laugh and they drive <laughs> away. And then it just so, so happened that the person who took the order. Did exactly what Donald asked for. She she <laughs> took off her top and she pulled up her blouse and stuck out her tongue with the coke. And she's looking confused, like, "Well, where did he go?" <laughs> so it's yeah. it's unbelievable. This movie is unbelievable. So now Donald gets back home. All right, he watches the neighbors through the window. I guess they're fucking. All right, mm-hmm. he puts more meat in the fridge, and he's talking yeah. to May's head now. How he needs to make... He's like, hey, man, I need to make some room for DDD now. 
All right. So we have this homeless guy going through trash. He sees the dead hand. He scratches his balls with it. <laughs> All right. That was pretty funny. Okay, so now this this is there's so many like just random scenes in this fucking. So now Donald is going to a a store, and he's asking the 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 clerk there if he has like big items, like huge big items, and the clerk's getting all def- offended by him. He's like, "Well, what do you got? Like fucking uh, a you know six feet uh, a jar? All right, I need to fill like a a lot of like like a mason jar, a six feet mason jar. I could put all this stuff, or you know." An elephant-sized bag that I could put this stuff in the other one. I was like, no, get out of here, you weirdo. I'm going to go call the Coast Guard on you. Hey, Coast Guard, is that, everything clear? Uh, Good, yes. All right, I'm out of here. That was, this was, there was a pretty funny part of this, though, where he's asking for, like, um, like he yeah, he asked for, like, a huge kitchen bag. And then he he asked for, like, a six-foot something. Yes. Um. Like a six foot cutting board or something like that, and the guys like no, we're fresh out of that popular size. Yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty funny, but uh, the rest of it was shit. But yeah. So after pretty- this, we have like the scene of this naked girl just on a table, and she's getting some sort mm-hmm. of like cream cheese on her or something. No, it's mayonnaise. It was mayonnaise. Yeah, mayonnaise. Okay. Yeah. And she's calling it. He puts it. Yeah, kinky. Yeah, he's putting mayonnaise on her. Yeah. And then he puts a giant piece of bread on top of her. Yeah. So, and then he, like, cuts, he's about to cut her and stuff. Yeah. So now Donald's walking around, right? And he sees this girl in a chicken suit. All right? And then she's she goes up to him and says, Hey, you got any eggs for me? Or, I mean, coins for me? And then Donald, like, I don't, I don't know if, like, Donald, like, knew who this was. But he, like, takes her aside. And he's all like, I can't believe you're doing, doing this. I mean, this is like this is like chicken shit. All right, you're a good-looking chick. He's like, hey, let me take you home and feed you dinner. And she's like, it's like, no, 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 I'm not all to that, friend. And he's like, oh, no, no, I didn't mean it like that. I just, you know, I just wanted to take you and just, you know, feed you a little bit, and we could be friends and stuff, and we can help you get out of this gig and stuff. And she's all down to it. Yeah. So after that, then we cut to Donald. Like, he looks like he was just trying to motorboat her. <laughs> and that scene. It's so weird. Like, so this girl, she semi didn't know Donald, or maybe did, and she agreed to have dinner with him. But then next thing we know, she is on his couch, topless, mm-hmm. while Donald is yeah. trying to motorboat her. Like, there's a lot right. of, like, gaps to fill over here. <laughs> All right. Yes, and then he there's thought, a lot of gaps. Yeah, and then we hear that she's hungry, and then we see a, a scene of him cutting her foot. All right? So we see that Donald now has a uh, an obsession of eating human flesh. So Donald, yeah. this is a weird scene too. So Donald's now at the doctor's office. All right? He says, like, hey, he's having some, like, um, he's having some sort of, like, weird issues and stuff, saying it's, like, a little bit abnormal stuff. And he's like, he's just basically telling his doctor everything. He's like, hey, I haven't had sex in 15 years. All right. And, you know, when I was at May, she said I couldn't eat anything. And this is like, what I couldn't eat anything, what I couldn't, what I couldn't pronounce. 
Then he says, like, said, like, you know, life's been great ever since she's been. I've been more sexually active now. And, um, and he is amazing stuff. But he's saying, like, you know, it's a little weird and everything because I'm more sexually active now. But I want to, like, eat the person afterwards, you know. You know, all these guys <laughs> complain about, like, you know, having to go out and feed the girl before, you know, they have sex. I mean, me, it's the opposite. I want to have sex with the girl and then I want to eat her. All right? And during this whole thing, the, doc- the, the doctor's just sleeping during the whole time. Not even hearing him say anything. <laughs> Alright. And uh and then he's like, Oh man, this is Don said, Oh man, I just feel great that I I can finally get that out now. You know, after you know, holding that in for a little bit. And then the and then he's like, Hey doctor, does that sound great? And then the doctor wakes up, Oh yeah, yeah, everything sounds great and stuff. He's like, Doctor, you know, did you even see, you know, hear what I said? He's like, Oh, well, what was it? He's like he said, I like to have sex and I like to eat these girls. And then the doctor thinks he's talking about eating out the pussy. You know? She's like, oh, yeah, that's fine. You can you can eat out that thing anytime you want, you know? And he goes on about saying, like, how, like, when, when two people are, like, you know, feeling each other, you know, it's okay to have a little bit of freaky stuff happening here and there. Like, he said, like, you know, if you eat her and you show that you, like, you eat her out that much, you're showing that you're loving her back. And then it'll be a back and forth thing. And Don's like, oh, okay, yeah. If I could just eat it, it's like, it's like they like it. (laughs) Yeah, sure. And we're seeing a little bit like when the microwave is on a little bit, we can kind of see that Donald like grabs his chest a little bit and it kind of like hurts him when he's kind of like near the microwave a little bit. Mm -hmm. So now like, like Donald's like, he's like back in the refrigerator where Mace heads out and he's like talking to Mace head. But then her her head keeps like disappearing and coming back coming back, and eventually like her head's like shows up at the doorstep, and this is when Evelyn shows up, and Evelyn is the sister to May, all right, and she's like, hey, I've been trying to get a hold of May for days and stuff. Where is she out and stuff? And of course, during the whole time, Donald's like hiding her her head behind him. But yeah, yeah, and she's like, well, where is May? I just want to talk to her. I want to see her. And he's about to show her the dead head, but then, like, the dog distracts her and stuff. And then eventually, like, Donald's like, okay, May is in this room. May is in this room. You know? And then, well, first of all, first Ellen goes somewhere. She's like, she goes to the, you know, a possible room that May might be in. And this is when we have our boy Donald. He plants, like, a little scene, I guess. And he eventually shows, he eventually brings Evelyn to May's room. And it's basically, Evan looks in a little bit. She can see, like, May's head popping out of, like, a, like the bed. And she's like, oh, man, she looks a little pale and stuff. Let me go talk to her. And of course, Donald's trying to, like, get her not to talk to her and stuff. And then she eventually goes in there. And then she realizes, after she pets her, May realizes it's just a head because the head, like, falls down. All right. And then um, when he does that, that's when... Uh, 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 behind Donald comes up and like you know chokes her a little bit, and I th- I thought he was gonna like uh, uh, choke her out um, with a uh, uh, this hand or something, but he's like basically like chokes her out with like some like bread, like he grabs yeah, he like sticks- some bread and like spicks her. I was like I was like, is this gonna be the first ever dead by bread scene? But she doesn't die. Yes, he doesn't die. He just basically ties her up into the closet. I guess I guess Donald didn't want that meat. Uh, no, he hates her. Yes. 
So now Donald is um So now Donald is at uh the doctor's office and he I guess he's getting like his doc his his pacemaker checked out by this doctor. And this doctor was all types of fucking goofy. Like I don't know where the fuck they found this guy. Alright. And Donald's basically saying like, hey, you know, I was a little bit nervous about my peacemaker, but then uh the the doctor saying, Oh yeah, it's looking good at stuff. Like you you should be good to go. You'll be you'll be feeling all better, you know, no time. And then Donald says, like, you know, I can still keep my job. He says, Yes, you can keep your job. And he's like, You say you could do everything you could do fifteen years later, and of course Donald's like, oh, not everything. Alright, and he says like he's like feeling better because he changed up his diet, and of course the doctor says you are what you eat. And Donald's like, oh, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, we had a hot nurse come in there, too. And Donald was like looking at her as well. And of course, the doctor was freaking out about the nurse. Tell her to get out of there. So everything is all tied up. Uh, we have the, the co-worker is uh, getting ready. All three of the our, our crew here, Donald, Rosie, and Philip, they're all like by the construction site. They're all reading a paper about all these like missing girls around town and they asked like hey Donald this like this is by your street have you seen anything and of course he's like oh, I never seen any- I haven't seen anything crazy around there I've just been going home and and uh you know I haven't seen anything and then like this is when it gets like a little kind of weird humor so Philip's like oh yeah I heard he's like taking all kinds of women you know he's my kind of I'm not really gonna repeat what he said but let's just say he's my. He said that this guy is my kind of R person. And I was like, are we really hearing this shit right now? So right. I was like, okay. So he's basically saying like you know that this this killer is taking all types of and that's you know different like races of of females. Even though we only seen him kill like two people. Um, right. And then after this stuff, uh, Donald's like driving his car and he eventually picks up a hooker. All right. And um, the girl comes up saying, like, you know, need a ride. And then Donald says something about having a flat. All right. And then he's like, hey, let's go back to my place. So they're back in, in uh, at Donald's place. And then he he's going to go change into something more comfortable. And this is when the girl's, like, walking around. She, like, takes off her shirt and everything. This weird thunderstorm happens. She's like, oh, that's kind of weird. And then he's like, Donald's like, here I come. And she's like, you will soon. And, <laughs> That's and, so dumb. And then he's basically there. He is doesn't even want the sex anymore because he's there in a full cooking guard and we just hear a scream <laughs> and that's it. So he's went from having sex with these girls to eating them to just want to eat the fucker people. He's like, th- th- like chopping up her body like we, we can't really see her body but we see him like chopping up and we see some blood so you know it obviously looks like somebody's just spraying him with blood and stuff and this is when we get the too many bones too many bones so we have that blonde neighbor outside i don't know if this blonde neighbor was like in his head or she was actually there but she's outside again and she sees donald um and then she's like, flirting, like looking at her and stuff. Like she's like eating something. And then she's like, "That's a very strange lady." So now Donald's back at the construction site, right? And 
they're all talking about like, hey, you know, Donald, your car's very dirty and everything. And it even has like this like joke written on it. And Donald's like, yeah, let's keep it dirty and stuff. And this person writes a joke on it every morning. I always get a good laugh out of it. All right. It was just so random. I guess, I guess he doesn't wash his cars or anything. And then they ask like, hey, you know, um, it's like, hey, you know, what do you guys want to do today and stuff? And then Philip's like, oh, you know, why don't we go to the dome and watch some of those wrestling matches? And I was like, what the fuck? The dome? <laughs> wrestling matches? What the hell? Yeah, it's going to um, be wrestling in this movie. Yeah. I was like, okay, are we actually going to see some like wrestling shit? Watch him go to the dome? That'd be awesome. Of course, that doesn't happen. And then, of course, yeah, Rosie no, is no. all like, he said this, which I couldn't believe my ears when I heard it. He's like, yeah. Yeah, there's always some girls out there we can pick up at the at the wrestling matches. I was like, fuck, what? Wait, what? No, no, no. Maybe back in the 80s, maybe. Not nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> Especially during the attitude era now. So now, all right, so now, like, they all disagree. They're going to be meeting up later to go to the wrestling matches. But first, Donald has to pick up some new food, and he's cooking Asian tonight. So we oh, see God. a scene of a head with like chopsticks on it. I and mean, this is just so dumb of him cooking up the supposed <laughs> Asian girl. All right. So now we have like this first person view of somebody walking up to Donald's house. And this is when they go inside. So now we see that it's, uh, it's Rosie and it's Philip. They have showed up to Donald's house. All right. And they kind of walk up to him and they see Donald just like passed out on the floor. And they think he's asleep. Alright. And then they eventually. I guess they look into the microwave really quick. And this is when they see a bunch of hands and feet. And then they start like freaking out a little bit. And like you know. Philip says I'm, I think I'm going to be sick. And then, then we get a cut of scene. Where we see a sticker. On the actual microwaves. Saying that microwaves. Can affect pacemakers. Yeah. Right. Which actually is a thing. That's a real thing. Yes. Apparently. And now we have a little house for sale sign. There's like this mover guy goes into the room where Evelyn's at because she's still alive in there. He's like, hey, Charlie, you got to go see what I found in here. (laughs) And then, of course, since we're so dumb, you know, because we watched this fucking whatever the hell this shit was. We watched this whole damn movie. This guy said, hey, this pacemaker and stuff. I mean, this microwave was rewired. I hope nobody with a pacemaker came by here because, boy, that'd be trouble. You forgot they opened the refrigerator and May's head's in there and the eyes glow for some reason. Oh, yeah, that's right. Then we cut back to that fridge and then May's eyes grow because it was her plan all along to uh, kill Donald by her microwave. And I, I was just guess. thinking, so I'm just thinking a couple things. First of all, I wasn't that satisfied because, you know, this is like not a true porn, even though we did get some tits and shit. The killing, yeah. the killing stuff is super cheap. I mean, damn. And then, like, you know, I mean, this movie was basically just made to be, like, a, a parody of a, a, a of a movie and a parody of a horror movie, basically. I mean, I... I, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what this was supposed to be. Um, I just... I don't know. I don't know what this is supposed to be. I mean, the only thing I can kind of think is it's, like, like one of those, like, darker-style humor... humor type of movies where we're portraying like real life stuff but we're gonna have a lot of like over the topness to it and we're gonna try to make it like a little bit of a comedy but 
you know, not all of our jokes are going to be funny. You know? Or maybe any of them. Or, or any of them, yes. I mean, the best part of this movie, honestly, is the blonde at the beginning who sticks her tits to the knot hole. Yeah. I mean, if you watch that, that's all you have to watch from this entire movie. Yeah. And, you know, our boy Roosevelt, he, he had some pretty good liners here and there on there. Yeah, it's just so ridiculous. Like, nobody that listens to this show is going to believe this movie's real. Yeah, it was kind of, like, a little hard to, like, gather all the information I could on the, on when I was doing the full review. Because, yeah. like, there's so many one-liners on there. Like, you miss them because they talk they talk so fast and, like, you can't even get all the one-liners. Like, you kind of have to watch them, I guess, a couple of times to get it. But, like, fuck, why would you watch this movie a bunch of times? <laughs> so. Right. Why would you watch this more than once? Like, it was a chore for me to even watch it one time. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm always, like, a half-and-half half person. No, there's a couple of things I liked about the movie, you know? I do like the... Uh, the the over the topness of the the sexual over the topness that all mostly eighties movies have. Um, I thought the Donald character, I thought he played a pretty good part. You know, he was okay. You know, the guy he just wanted a sandwich and he just it was just weird. <laughs> right. The movie was just like a little strange, like I say. So, not my cup of tea. I probably won't be watching this one again. But yeah, everybody, killer microwaves, microwave massacre. Even though we barely even used a, a microwave in this movie, we saw it for a couple scenes, and yeah, there you go. You know, I can respect that. You know, I have a, I made a movie, corkscrew, corkscrew massacre. All right, oh, right. And you know, it's not like I had a bunch of like, you know, corkscrews like massacring people. I had like one. You know what I mean? Right, right. So, like, yeah. you know, I get using the massacre name, but usually when you think about massacre, you think like this. The, I When I, like, first saw this movie, I thought, okay, we're going to have, like, this killer microwave. It's going to come to life, and it's going to, like, suck people into with its rays and shit. But, like, you know, to be honest with you, the microwave wasn't even, like, the biggest, like, part of the movie. It was mostly, like, right. showing a story about Donald dis- displeased at his wife for him torturing him for 15 years that he finally, you know, killed her and shit. Ate her, figured out that, oh, shit, I like the taste of human flesh, so I'm just going to kill all these hookers and eat them now. That was basically the plot of the fucking movie. Yes, that was that was everything that the movie was about. Yeah. Right there. And then we had some tits. We had these other people for here for some reason, and that's it. So. But, everybody, hope you guys enjoyed the movie. Microwave Massacre here on the Retro Blood. Boy, we're starting out hot this month, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. This is uh, it's been a rough month so far. Yes, L- little rough. Is it gonna get? Is it gonna get better next week? Oh, I it's doubt. gonna get way better because you know what we got <laughs> next week over here, Allison. If you got? think fishing is safe, boy. Oh God, <laughs> boy, you are in for trouble because we are gonna be doing blood blood hook. Blood hook. Yeah, a hook of blood. You thought it was safe to go fishing? You thought the fish couldn't fight back? You thought the hooks couldn't fight back? You're wrong, brother. Yeah. All right. We're going to fight back. It's going to be crazy, man. But yeah, everybody. So, so like I said, I think we're too. I, I definitely say Blades was a little bit, a lot more entertaining than this movie was. Yeah, um, Blades is better than this. But so far, you know, Microwave Massacre definitely is very unique. Um, if you just want to see a total, like, random 
move like movie that just has the most random one-liners, the most random plot into it. So it's definitely uh it's definitely something. So but all of a sudden you got anything else for us before we get on out of here? No, uh that I think I've said everything I can say about this piece of shit. Yeah, pretty much. So what are we gonna be listening to, brother? What are we gonna be listening uh, to? Said you, wanted, on here? you said you wanted to leave with uh with some Raven. So let's listen to some Raven from nineteen eighty three from their um, All for One album. All for One is considered like the one of their finest albums. And let's listen to uh, track two from that album. It's called Mind Over Metal. Ooh, let's do it, brother. Mind Over Metal. Because our boy Donald definitely had some mind, but the metal got him. Yeah. As in the metal waves from the microwave <laughs> killed his pacemaker, brother. <laughs> All right, no more tits and hookers for him anymore, brother. Uh, he's gone to the ground now. He is gone. And this, and this episode is now going out in glory. Oh, See you guys later. See ya. <laughs>